Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I'm your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcast for free 99. I uh, just want to make sure everyone's aware. It's the Wednesday something. Welcome back to UDPod. Flying solo again. Want to remind everyone that there's other great offerings on the MTR Network. We just had, we're ramping up to the finale of the Flash over on Super Tuesday. We've got a bunch of uh, comic book stuff coming out on comic book, or excuse me, Character Corner. And uh, yeah, uh, if you're premium, make sure you're uh, checking your feed there. We've got more stuff coming out there, more movie reviews and everything else of that nature. So excited to be back here behind the wheel of the sports show. Before I say anything about anything else, I have to talk about my own house. Georgia football will be declining the invitation to go to... Uh, the White House this uh, June, they're having a day, I guess, especially where they're bringing all the champion college teams to kind of not interfere with anyone's schedule. They invited the team on the 3rd. Allegedly, the team declined on the 8th, stating they already had a prior engagement. It's bullshit. It's trash. It's gross. It's pandering the worst parts of the Georgia fan base. And um, if you think I'm wrong, they didn't go last year either. They cited COVID protocols, and I've been around the state of Georgia during COVID. I don't care about them COVID protocols. Um, let's get into the world of sports. This is not going to start with sports, but it's going to feel like sports. The writer's strike. The WGA is currently on strike. Quick explainer. The people who own the companies are making record-setting money. They're doing part of that because they're edging out the creatives who generate the products. They... The writers are requesting compensation for streaming to be increased to match the old residual model on over-the-top television. Protection against AI taking their jobs. And some of the securities put in place that they fought, have fought for over the years. In 2007, just so you know who's... Who and who's not working in good faith, in case you're one of those few people who still finds it in themselves to trust a billionaire. In 2007, at the last writer's strike, they said, hey, we don't need to worry about that internet stuff. We'll work that out later. Don't worry about that. The writers balked and they got some protections. They should have gotten more, but they got some. So never, a good policy, whenever you see work stoppages, is to side with labor. Because I don't care what you do in this country, if you're a teacher, fireman, a mortgage loan officer, uh, 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 uh. if you're Snoop Dogg talking to white people about being robbed by white people, you'd be protected better if you had collective bargaining. You, listening to this podcast. There's, if a CEO listens to this, Sorry, bud. I'm not talking about you. You shouldn't be collectively bargained. You should be collectively bargained against. But everyone else, you can sure use a fucking union. And I want you to remember this with the writer's strike. So in 2007, they struck. They killed heroes. They turned Landry on Friday Night Lights into a murderer, which ruined that kid, poor kid uh, Jesse Bleeman's career because now he's just a scary guy whenever he shows up. It had NBC reverse the cancellation of The Apprentice because they needed unscripted contents. They greenlit The Celebrity Apprentice, which brought back to prominence 
one New York rapist, I can say it now legally, tycoon Donald Trump to prominence. Could you say the writer's strike led to Donald Trump president of the United States? You're goddamn right you could. The reason it's on the sports show right now is twofold. First fold is AEW and WWE rights deals are up very soon. And in case you're wondering about their business models coming from the land of carnies, of course their writers aren't WGA. So that collision show just got a lot more important for Warner Brothers. And for everyone who says, oh, they had to bring back uh, certain agreed parties, looks like the money's going to be there whether he played or not. So what are we doing? The second reason this matters to you is because the next time, listener, the next time someone in your proximity says something stupid about a players union fighting for their members, be it leading to a work stoppage or not, remind them that they are bootlicking billionaires who would not piss on them if they were on fire. The difference here is with the writers, their time in the guild is going to be longer than any football career one, except for maybe Tom Brady. We don't know he's not coming back next year. And two, their years in the guild don't diminish their skills. What do I mean? What I mean is because there's a limited amount of time that you have to earn money playing football because the product, i.e. your body, is destroyed every time you engage in the activity, the window and the whims and the needs of your, of your personal have to outweigh those of the group. That's why every time there's a union lockout or union negotiation, I guarantee you who's going to end up with the short end. And they'll spin it like it was a true, true compromise. Because guess what? The same media members telling you it's a compromise need the access to the owners whose money is much longer than any player you can think of. The mayor family will outlast your favorite player every day of the week. And never forget that. And that's what the media knows too, who they have to have the sources. Players are great as sources for a season. Owners are great sources forever. The NFL, speaking of robbing people of um, any sort of safety or security through the uh, abandonment and abuse of a union, the NFL schedule drop has been trickling out the last couple of days because I think that other sports had gotten more popular. Hockey and, and basketball were in their playoffs, and the NFL said, time to squash that shit. The things you should notice about this year's NFL schedule when you see it coming out. One, Teams can play more than one Thursday night game a season. I say that again. Teams can play more than one Thursday night game a season. This is a league that's still paying out concussion settlements. This is a game that is inherently unsafe. And you say two short weeks is better than one. The second thing I want you to notice that unspoken truce to protect Friday Night Lights? Come on, buddy. That shit was always going away. Friday night, Black Friday, will be the first Friday night football game in my memory for the NFL when Tua, maybe, and the Dolphins take on Aaron Rodgers, maybe, and the Jets. It's gross. It's weird, man. It, sh it should feel weird. And the third thing I want you to notice is no league is tied to any network anymore. So if you say to me, oh, we're trying to preserve something, trying to, no. The thing about what happened during COVID is that things got super naked. It got super obvious why we were all here. And it wasn't for the love of the game. 
And it wasn't for tradition or taking your kid to a ballpark. It was to make cold, hard fucking cash. And they found a way to do it more and to do it faster and do it more directly. Tonight we had two pivotal game fives. Why were they pivotal? Because both series were tied 2-2. The series literally pivot on those games. I'm going to talk about the second game first because I think it's just easier to talk about. Denver Phoenix. I said it last time I talked to the microphone. Phoenix was asking a lot of minutes, a lot of time, a lot of effort out of both Durant and Booker. How long could they keep it up? Until about game five. Because not only did they obviously slow down from the historic clip, it also became painfully aware that DeAndre Ayton really don't want to be here with these dudes. And you got huddles where Book's yelling and Durant's yelling. And Ayton's getting beat down the court by Jokic, who once again proved that the biggest trend in the sport right now might be building around that big man. You look at the teams that are left who are legitimate contenders. Phoenix, they ain't got no big man. So let's talk about Denver, Jokic. Let's talk about Philadelphia, Embiid. Boston should have Robert Williams, but I think they broke him chasing a finals appearance last year. So we're going to stow that for a second. The Heat have Bam, depending on your mileage with Bam. The Knicks aren't a contender. Lakers will talk about the reemergence of Anthony Davis. And the Warriors have the platoon of Looney and Draymond. There's a lot of big, sizable talent. While the perimeter talent's gotten more and more, the talent level has gotten higher, it's very interesting to see the NBA reverting back from that kind of wing play to like, if you ain't got a big, you ain't really dancing. And I mean a big, big, not like a Carl Anthony Towns big. Now they're talking about bringing back Chris Paul for game six. For who, for what? If you go slow, that just lets Jokic lean on you a little bit more. I don't I don't know, man. I think that one's done. The Suns have set. We're going to have Denver and uh, another team in the Western Conference Finals. And for my money, I'm taking Denver. Like the, If we're going to start just kind of predictions, I think Denver's going to win the title this year. I think this is their year. The Nuggets I don't believe have ever been to a Finals. I was like the Alex English years, but I know that they've never won one. And on the back of two-time MVP, Jokic, with the return to form, I hate when people say that because it sounds like I'm talking about soccer, but it, it's fucking the best way to say it. Damn. Jamal Murray's return to form. Damn, that sucks. To where he was playing like he did in the bubble where he set the world on fire. Where we're like, oh, this is the future of the league. Him and Donovan Mitchell. I think that Mike Malone, like the, the fire, which I, I just think the adjustments he makes and the way that he seems to frustrate other teams. I think this could be our team out of the West. In the East on Tuesday night, man. Told y'all about Boston. Because Philly, they've got an MVP. And whether he's getting healthier or Boston just never really settled into their brain on how serious this was at 2-2. Philly beat the Hawthorne boys. Pillar to post. It was never in doubt. 
I, uh, I I was a little taken aback at just how disjointed Boston looked down the stretch. It looks like they're just I don't know, and and and, and there's a very real, very very real chance Jalen Brown leaves this offseason. Might they have maximized this rant run? I don't know. But I've heard a lot of talk, oh, we had this happen to us last year against Milwaukee. Hey, buddy, that ain't Coach Bud. I'm not a huge Doc Rivers guy. I think he's very – I think he blames the players too much. I think that he's a tinkerer sometimes. But he's not going to stand by and let you all just do shit. This isn't the Bucks. Coach Bud is a statue. He may never coach in the NBA again. But Doc, keep a job. So we'll see. Tonight, or Wednesday night, I should say. I'm recording this after doing uh, comedy uh, Tuesday. We got two games. In the words of the not-so-articulate Shaquille O'Neal, the Heat should only bring one change of clothes. <laughs> or the Knicks. Whoever's traveling, it doesn't matter. I watch too much inside the NBA. They've taken over my life. I'll say this. Uh, when you've got players coming out in the post game saying, "Well, maybe they're just trying harder," maybe they are. <laughs> I don't know what. What? How do you refute that? Maybe they're just trying harder. Okay, dog. I guess no follow ups. Why aren't y'all trying so hard? Dibs break y'all. Jimmy break y'all. I don't know. It's three one right now. By the time this, I guess, by the time this gets listened to, it'll still be 3-1. By the time the night's over, I imagine we'll be talking about Big Face Coffee and Jimmy Butler willing his way to a conference finals. I believe we're going to have a lot of of references to the bubble where people said, oh, that was a a title and a run that didn't count. mm -mm. For my money, that was the best basketball I've ever seen. And it... Happened in such a unique fashion that it may have broken some of the teams that were in it. Because the teams that played late, they were they came out slow the next year and they've kind of. But now we're fused removed, and we talk about the final eight teams alive, two of which are on the cusp of knockout games. Look at your two finals: the Heat and the Lakers. Maybe the bowl mattered more than you thought. Because the only thing that I can say about this Lakers Warriors series is. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. What I mean by that? What I mean by that is Steph Curry for years was the dude who was the best player on the best team filled with the best guys. Taking nothing away from Steph. There's a reason why like the popular consensus was he's the dude, but can he be the dude until last year's finals when he threw that team on his back and carried them across the finish line. Again, round one. I'll never ask questions about Steph's ability to do so ever again. When I saw him in Game 7 drop that 50-burger and whisk away the Kings, it became very apparent that he is truly that dude. The problem is, he's up against a squad of dudes. Game 5 had... No, sorry, Game 4. We haven't had Game 5. Game 4 saw Draymond and Clay throw up clunkers, saw the Jordan Poole disaster continue... And saw the use of pick and roll completely stymied by Anthony Davis' ability to stay in front of Steph. He's being asked to do a lot this series. In a way, it does remind me of 
LeBron in that first uh, Warriors title with the Cavs, when he was with the Cavs, when it was him and I think uh, Kevin Love had gotten hurt and Kyrie broke his knee. So it was him and Delhi <laughs> getting it in, doing the best they could. But it's it's the best player possibly, the most impactful player right now versus the best team. Because LeBron right now is in a place where he doesn't have to be the best player on his team. And that's horrifying, objectively. Because the Knights, when Anthony Davis shows up in both the stat book and defensively to anchor that team, that's the best team in the NBA because LeBron is their second best player. The third best is insert rotating guy here. We're going to find a lot of hot end. Maybe it's Austin Reeves. Maybe it's Lonnie Walker the fourth. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. I'll tell you what. The versatility, the different ways I've seen this Lakers team win just from the play-in and just through um, what we're seeing right now, it's, it's really, I'm impressed. And what's more impressive to me is you're still going to have when the, the lights get brighter and the need comes, you're going to have a LeBron game. LeBron's going to do that LeBron thing where he comes out and looks like he's playing in a different sport than everyone. But you've got the other astral mutant in Anthony Davis who is not shooting at the clip that he was in the bubble, but his interior presence both offensively and defensively is going to allow them to match up. Now, looking down the road for this team, there are questions. If they run into the, to Denver... Your boy has questions. Because, yes, there's nothing, nothing Joker can do with Anthony Davis. Conversely, there's nothing Anthony Davis can do with Joker. And I say that now because maybe he has a different tactic. Maybe he's using the, 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 the regular season meetings to offset and kind of prepare his mind for what he's going to be doing. But watching those playback, I, that's scary to me. I don't, I don't like those hours for, uh, for Anthony Davis. You look at the East. And it becomes Philly in Miami. No one wants that series more than Jimmy Butler. No one in America. You mean a team that threw me away has to now deal with me in my face? Jimmy's salivating right now. As soon as he puts these Knicks to bed, he's going to be in watching Philly tape. Because Boston, you're fucking done in this town. Thanks for sticking around for the Wednesday something. This is, uh, again, like a, the, the new extension of the project. Two podcasts a week is the promise. That's what you're going to get. We're gonna, if you want to stick around, I am um, following my hero, Stan Lee's advice. Every comic is someone's first comic. So, those people who I've seen the numbers, you guys are, I've got some new listeners. That's awesome. Glad to have you. If you're wondering who the hell is this guy and why I'm listening to him, stick around for a few minutes. I'll kind of give the podcast origin story. Um, indulge me. And everyone else, thank you for listening. We'll be back later this week or uh, early next week with the flagship on Monday. So, why am why are you here? I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. I hope you stick around. Why am I here? Great question. And uh, I hope you can allow the man who has his own multiple podcasts a little bit more self-indulgence. I'm also just got off, like I'm high off comedy for the night. So, um, again, self-indulgence. All right. So, a couple years ago, uh, I met my girlfriend, now wife, Susan. Um, we started dating, we dated for a very short time. She got a job in Philadelphia and like an idiot, I followed this girl I'd been dating for six months to Philly. It's a longer story. If you listen to hell, no Cupid on the premium feed, you've heard that entire story. I'm sure I'll eventually have to tell it here because she's going to be on the podcast a bit more. Um, from there in Philadelphia, I was, it sucked. I was lonely. It was, it was Philly. It's horrible. 
Shout out to Philly for recruiting all those dogs, drafting all those dogs, but goddamn, I hate that town. And I had no one to talk about sports with. My old roommate, Chad, you've had him on the show before. He was, uh, he just started writing for a Georgia website called Dude You Crazy. I reached out to the guy who ran the site, said, hey, would you guys want to start a podcast? So from there, we launched Doogee Podcast. So for 200 episodes, we did Doogee Podcast once a week, maybe twice a week sometimes. We were a uh, weekly show on Blog Talk Radio for a while there. Like, Andrew was a real deal, like, medium. We had credentials. Uh, <laughs> we pulled pranks on draft day and wound up on ESPN with Michelle Beadle right, reading Andrew's lies on television. And, um, yeah, in that time doing Doogee Crazy, I was a fan of... Chris and Rod and Phenom and Karen and all the stuff they were doing over there. And so I would come on and I'd volunteer to help Chris out with a couple things on the website, things on the podcast, anything he needed. Uh, moved back to Atlanta, decided to move all my sports stuff over to MTR as Dude You Crazy was kind of shutting down. That birthed UD Pod run episode like 242 or something. And from there, it's been live shows and traveling and doing this stuff. And I have had to find different ways to make it fit. But this past fall, my wife got me into doing stand-up comedy. And part of doing the creativity of doing comedy is you need to give yourself guardrails. And so for me, giving myself the guardrails of two a week was kind of the thing that kind of restarted the podcast love and the excitement. And uh, also the ability to talk about this stuff and not get viscerally angry. So at the top of every document I have that I talk about this thing is two words. It's have fun because... Uh, I felt like I was losing a lot of that joy with sports, and now I've refound it. I'm not trying to lose it again. That is all I wanted to talk about. That was my self-indulgent rambling. If that interested you, God bless you. Thanks, Mom, for listening. Um, if it didn't, then you're just a normal human with a normal life, and God bless you for that. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.